Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, as long as you're 21 or older, Michael Hill, Jason Holder, proudly bring to you the Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast. And if you're not done with that, go listen to something else. Welcome back to another week of the Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast. Jason, how was your week? It's pretty good. Uh, had a business trip. It was very long, but taken care of. Okay. Uh, got some sleep. Back at it. Hey, Wrestling was all messed up this week as far as where it was and who was on and, and when and why. and Yeah, it was, it was a little was crazy week. A little mixed up. And this week, I don't think it's going to be that much better. And there you go again. There's that stupid thing again. Gonna just take and hit that little volume button on yeah, the left side of your to, phone man. to where it's all the way down. Going to have to because <laughs> it just keeps doing that. And that's just stupid. Yeah. And the thing is, it wasn't even on the screen that time. Yeah. No, yeah. it's it is ridiculous. And Apple... You know, they released an update earlier this week. Didn't, Didn't fix, fix it. So they, they really need to get on that or give me the option to control that. I just want to go in and turn that off. I don't want things to autoplay. Yeah. I'll yeah. play it if I want to. Thank you. That There there it is. There it is. Um, so so what about you, Michael? How was your week? It was good. It was good. You know, we are, uh, we are dog sitting. Fun. And so we have a, I don't know, probably an 80-pound, uh, 12-month-old black lab puppy. In the house, and you know that's an experience. Sounds fun, <laughs> but he's a good boy, and you know it's just been—he's a twelve-month-old lab puppy that doesn't realize how big he is. So <laughs> it's all size and energy at that point. Yes, yes. So uh, what are we drinking this week? This week we have one that we've done before, but it has been a long time since we've done it. It is the Buffalo Trace Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Awesome. Uh, not one of my favorites, but it is a good whiskey. Yeah, it's not too terrible. It's just, it, it's a, to me, it tasted like a little bit more, a little bit more expensive Jack, pretty much. Yeah, something along those um, lines. It just is not, it was not one of my favorites, but when I was looking through the liquor cabinet, or cooler as it is at the moment, <laughs> um, trying to decide what it was I was going to bring. And I was like, well, we haven't done this one for a long time. I don't think we've done that one since we first tried it. So, yeah. Figured I'd pull awesome. it out and blow the dust off the bottle and give it another shot. Heck yeah. So, um, so I guess we can go ahead and dig into the, the results this week and then talk about this topsy turvy week that we had, huh? Yeah, and it's it's going to be another topsy turvy week next week. Yeah, so let's let's dive into this week, and then we'll talk about next week. So Monday Night Raw on Monday, October eleventh, Labor Day. So we have an opening segment where uh, Drew McIntyre and Biggie are facing off, and then the Usos come out, and we end up with a tag match for later in the night of the Usos and. Drew or the Usos versus Biggie and Drew. So, yeah, we get Ricochet versus Xavier Woods, where uh, Woods gets the win. That was one of the King of the Ring tournament. Yes, matches, wasn't it? that was a King of the Ring tournament match. I still maintain that the King of the Ring needs to be a one night pay per view special event. Agreed. And the winner needs some form of something mm-hmm. prize. Other than I get to 
gets saddled with this awful king gimmick for the next two years. We get the Hurt Business versus um, Mustafa Ali and Mansoor. We, uh, where the Hurt Business got the win, I believe. Yeah, Hurt Business got the win, and then we saw some little breakdown in communication between Mansoor and Ali. Yeah, they got to match it, uh, Blood Money. Yeah. So, we get uh, Shayna Baszler versus Dana Brooke, where they actually let Dana get a little bit here, surprisingly. But then Baszler just shut her down. That was a Queen of the Ring match, I believe. Was that a Queen of the Ring? I think it was. It may have been. I know that they had the match last week, and I was thinking it may have just been a callback to that. But Maybe so. It doesn't matter. We talked about it last week. It continued on Monday. All of the Queen of the Ring qualifying tournaments happened in less than 10 minutes. Yeah, eight minutes, I think. Eight minutes and like 12 seconds. And that's across matches two only. shows. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Do better, WWE. Do better. We have Riddle versus Omos. Mm-hmm. Uh, where Omos, of course, gets the win. Randy comes out and lays out uh, AJ again. And then they, they run up the mat. We have Jeff Hardy versus Austin Theory, where um, Theory gets the win. We have Jinder Mahal versus Kofi Kingston, where Jinder gets the win here. And they were really building up, and I was actually really intrigued because the way they were building it. What if Kofi and Woods meet each other in the second round of the King of the Ring tournament? And then they just killed it, which, I mean, it's completely WWE. But that would have been an interesting story to tell. Mm -hmm. We then have Sasha Banks, Bianca Belair versus Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch. Oh, no. Were they able to coexist? Not at first. Okay. And then not really at all. Uh it ends up in a double DQ. Like they all just, the fighting breaks out at the beginning and then you see the authority come out. No, 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 we're not going to have this happen. Sonya and, and uh, Adam, was it Adam? Adam Pierce. Yeah. yeah. They, they come out, y'all are going to have this match. We're going to start the match, start the match now. And then it still ends in a DQ because WWE doesn't know how to write women's matches. Yep. We have Dewdrop versus Natalia where Dewdrops gets the win. We have Usos versus Biggie and Drew McIntyre. Oh no, were they able to coexist? <laughs> yeah, for the most part. And then things broke down because that's what happens. The, uh, I think Drew and Biggie lost. I think is how it went down. Yeah, I think they yeah, got counted out. They got counted out. And then um, there was some brawling, and then Drew McIntyre uh, stands tall at the end, which means that Drew's going to lose because, of course, he is. He's going to SmackDown. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. So and then we move on to Wednesday night, which would be Dynamite. See, you would think that. I, but that that's what normally, right? But Dynamite got time-shifted to Saturday. 
So I guess we move so to we, we move to SmackDown. SmackDown. And here, and I thought I was going to get to take a break from talking for a minute. Nope. All right. Well, so Edge warns Seth Rollins ahead of Blood Money. We have a King of the Ring tournament semifinal: Finn Balor versus Sami Zayn, where Finn Balor defeated Sami Zayn. Sammy needs to switch something up. He's not as entertaining as he used to be. Yeah, something needs to happen. Um, we have Naomi maybe taking on Sonya Deville. And that's exactly what we have. <laughs> Deville brings out Baszler with her. And yeah. Deville a- arrogantly pins Naomi for the win. That's how I feel about that. Yeah. Seth Rollins has a rebuttal for Edge. Nobody cares. We have the Queen's Crown semifinal match, Zelina Vega versus Carmella, where Vega defeated Carmella. Shout out to uh, our buddy Jay from Rogue's Cast Radio, who's calling that the winner of the Queen's Crown match will immediately get called out by Charlotte and lose to Charlotte at Blood Money. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I see that happening. We have uh, the street fight for the SmackDown tag titles, the Usos versus the Street Profits, um, where the Usos get the win. We have Sasha Banks versus Becky Lynch, where Sasha Banks defeated the man, Becky Lynch. But it wasn't for the title. It was not for the title. Then we have the contract signing for the Universal Championship match, between your tribal chief and the, can you really do the reigning defending? You know, he's not. Though, he's not so though. But I think just the beast incarnate. Yeah, he's the Brock, beast incarnate. Brock Lesnar. So yeah, Lesnar continued playing his games on whether Paul Heyman's with him or with Roman. And yeah, and now the uh, if I remember right, the Becky Sasha match and this were in the thirty minute overrun. Yeah, they, these are probably in the. I, well, I know that they were in the thirty minute overrun, at least in part. And so we have a thirty minute overrun. Which was on Fox Sports One was the overrun on Fox Sports. All 1? of this was on. Fox oh, that's Sports right, 1. it was. I probably could have watched it then, but I had to wait. Yeah. Watch it on Hulu. But here's the thing. They had the 30-minute overrun, which cut it into Rampage's time. Yep. So what does Rampage answer with? So what Rampage answered with was they started an hour early. Instead of Rampage being its normal 9 to 10 o'clock, from 8 to 9, it did an hour on YouTube. Now, we're going to go through these lists and then... Afterwards, I'm going to read these in a random order. All right, and then afterwards, we'll talk about which one should have been where and why. Yep. Okay, so sounds good to me. We had Bobby Fish versus Lee Moriarty, where Bobby Fish won. Uh, we had Tay Conti versus Santana Garrett, where Tay Conti won. With Brian Danielson versus Minoru Suzuki, where uh, Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson won. 
We had CM Punk versus Matt Seidel, where CM Punk won. We had Ruby Soho versus The Bunny, where Ruby won. And then the final match of the night was Chris Jericho, Sammy Guevara, and Jake Hager versus Scorpio Sky, Ethan Page, and Junior Dos Santos, which was Junior Dos Santos's uh, debut in wrestling. Um, and Scorpio Sky, Ethan Page, and Junior Dos Santos won, followed by uh, beat down from America's Top Team, and then Santana and Ortiz came running out to make the save. Okay, so we'll talk about it. Okay, I, I, but I was going to guess the order. Okay. We or, will, or do we want to wait until will, after we, we get through after, Dynamite? Let's go through Dynamite first. Okay, okay. And then we'll guess. Uh, so Dynamite was on Saturday. Uh, so we had we had SmackDown shifted channels, and we had Dynamite shifted days. Um, opening match was Dante Martin versus Malachi Black. Malachi Black wins. The Inner Circle had a, a thing, which this was... Very weird the way they did this because Dynamite and Rampage are generally recorded the same day. Um, so we had this this inner circle moment mm-hmm. after the top team, but technically it was before it. Yeah. Um, so hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Dynamite was supposed to have taken place. Before Rampage. No. Dynamite in Dynamite was filmed before Rampage. But it showed after Rampage. Tony Khan. We'll get there. We we need to have a conversation. Um we then had a triple A tag match uh for the championship belts of the Lucha Brothers versus uh Super Ranas. We're the Lucha Brothers lost, and your new AAA tag team champions are the Super Ranas, which is FTR. Um, we then had John Moxley versus Wheeler Yuta, where of course John Moxley won. This was a kind of terrible match all the way around. Then we had Dark Order of Evil Uno. Alex Reynolds and uh, Hungy Johnny Hungy versus uh, the Super Click, so the uh, Young Bucks and Adam Cole. The Young Bucks and Cole won, and then after the match, Brandon Cutler got beat up by Jungle Boy, uh, put in the snare trap, and then sprayed in the face with cold spray. How many different names? Do the all Young Bucks have? All of them. For their groups that well, are the, the same yeah. people. Well, they're, they're different names for different members. So you have, like, the Super Elite, which is everybody. Or you have the Elite, which is everybody. Yeah. Then you have the Super Elite, it's just the Young Bucks, Kenny, and Adam. Then you have the Super Click, which is the well, Young Bucks know, isn't, and Adam. Isn't the Super Elite just the Young Bucks and Kenny? Maybe it is. I thought, and I thought the Adam super Cole was click. part of that one as well. I think he's part of the elite, but I don't think he's part of the super elite. But oh, well. It, uh, it, we digress. MJF cut a promo uh, where Darby Allen wasn't going to be around. Uh, something came up and he couldn't make the show. Um, so he basically said that he's here, so you know the traditional heel, uh, if he doesn't show up by 10, he I win by forfeit, yada, yada, yada. Uh, then Sting showed up. 
and uh, beat up Wardlow and MJF ran away. We had Kara Hogan versus Penelope Ford, where Penelope Ford won. Hangman then ended the night with a, or almost ended the night with a promo about how he left. He lost all his friends, boo, boo hoo, emo, emotional cowboy stuff, and now he's back and he realizes he needs his friends and he's ready to, to bring down the cowboy shit. Sad um, emo cowboy noises. Sad emo, yeah. And then we had uh, Daniel Bryan versus Bobby Fish, where Daniel Bryan wins, and that was the actual main event. So, uh, let's talk about AEW real quick. Okay. So, I read those six matches. And, and to be honest, I forgot most of them, but you said Taya Conte had a match. That yep. was obviously on the pre-show. It was. Um, there was another, there was a male match you said happened that I don't remember either of the names of it that was pre-show. Bobby Fish and Lee Moriarty? Yeah, Bobby that Fish and Lee pre-show. Moriarty, yeah. Uh, Bobby Fish... Is main show talent, but you know we're going to put them on the pre-show. Yeah. That's that's fine. Um, let's let's discuss the main show. So Brian Danielson obviously started the night versus Minoru Suzuki. Um, then we no, had that was the main event for the pre-show. I'm sorry, what? Yes, uh, Brian Danielson versus Minoru Suzuki was on YouTube, not on TNT. Tony Khan, we need to have a conversation. So Tony talked this big game about how Rampage was going to beat SmackDown and all of this kind of stuff. And and it absolutely should have. It should have. SmackDown, of course, you know, Roman Reigns being company man on Twitter made a lot of comments, made a lot of, of statements. SmackDown decided they were going to do the last 30 minutes commercial free. Tony Khan's response was, I mean... I guess y'all can do that. I, I thought we were going to be civil here. I mean, I can do it too, and I can do it for longer because I have more money. Yeah. Um, then you put Brian Danielson versus Minoru Suzuki on YouTube, and you give us, well, look, I love CM Punk. Yes. You know, you give us CM Punk versus Matt Seidel. That should have been the main event of YouTube, I think. I think you should have switched that one in Daniel Bryan. Mm-hmm. Or Brian Danielson. Um, or how about this? How about we put CM Punk versus Matt Seidel, we put Brian Danielson versus Minoru Suzuki, and we have Ruby Ro- Ruby Soho versus the Bunny, and we move the hot trash that was this American top team garbage, yeah, and we put that on YouTube because that is terrible all the way around. It is. I... Okay, uh, Junior Dos Santos. Let's, I want to talk about that match for just a moment. Well, I do I do have one real quick thing that I okay. want to say. Okay. So the preliminary ratings are in about Friday yeah. night. Yeah, I just pulled those up so we could talk about that Smackdown too. Smackdown apparently beat them by almost 30%, 30, 31% somewhere Because it was a poorly booked show. Rampage was booked terribly. Smackdown actually, Smackdown has been doing well consistently mm-hmm. for a while now. It Smackdown had a goal in mind. And AEW, I think this may have been a little bit of a wake-up call to Tony. Because while we talk about it all the time, AEW is a better wrestling show. Yes, hands down. I think Tony has been getting complacent in the fact that Dynamite has been beating Raw. 
And that's all well and good. It should. Raw is utter trash. Mm-hmm. For now. Now, uh, with the draft. With the draft, the, maybe it, that'll change. Well, with the draft, I would argue that that is a major goal of WWE is to change that because the draft moves they made make Raw a much yeah. stronger show. But SmackDown has been good for a while. Yeah. Rampage is still trying to get its footing under it, I think. Mm-hmm. SmackDown beat its ass. SmackDown handed its ass yeah. to it on a bright silver platter. Because if, if this is the kind of stuff... Look, I love Ruby Soho. Ruby Soho versus the Bunny is not a draw match. No. I love CM Punk. CM Punk versus Matt Seidel is not a draw match. Ten years ago, absolutely a draw match. Well, now, they made the no. they made the mention during Rampage that the last time they were in the ring together was like 13 years ago or something okay. like that. Um, but like 10 years ago, you, you tell me I'm going to see CM, CM Punk, Punk versus Evan Bourne. Versus Evan Bourne. Yeah, I'm for it. Absolutely. I'm there. Let's go. And then this America's A CM Top Team Punk stuff. who's been retired for seven years versus an Evan Bourne who disappeared when he was released yeah. from WWE. And then this America's Top Team stuff is just garbage. Miami is a garbage wrestling city. Yeah. Uh, the crowd was not into any of this at all. Well, and if they were given four hours of wrestling, I understand. Yeah, but they weren't even into it at the oh, beginning. I know. Oh, I you know. know. For, through Rampage and Dynamite, there were the crowd was just there. No, I, so. I agree. Like, we've talked about this when it comes to WrestleMania, where they give us, you know, 12 hours, 18 hours of wrestling mm-hmm. in, you know, two hours, four hours, whatever it is. You know. yeah. They give us way too much wrestling at one time, and the crowd that is there, which we've figured out over the last year, is a vital part of the show, yeah. is dead by the end of it because they are exhausted. They get burned out. But if you don't have... The excitement when you first start, yeah. How are you going to have the excitement when you end the show? For sure. And then if you're doing stupid stuff, like filming Dynamite, yeah, before Rampage when Dynamite is going to air after Rampage, what? Mm-hmm. And so you're spoiling. What's about to happen? It was just, it was very odd the way they you, did this. You, you have spoiled when you film Dynamite and you film it with Jericho talking about the beatdown and the full reunion of the inner circle. How are the people supposed to get excited when Santana and Ortiz come running out? Yep. Like, yeah, it's, it, it's it doesn't, uh, it doesn't work. The only, that, that was on, of course, Dynamite. The only good part of that whole thing was, uh, and and I I kind of hate that I think it's the only really good part was uh, Jericho's uh, comments to Paige Van Zant. Uh, that's her name, right? Uh, yeah. The the yes the female, yes that's yeah. it yeah. The, that was the only funny part. It caused me to chuckle. It was very although I will say and this is why I say I kind of hate that I chuckled at it. It was very Jericho Stephanie McMahon feud of the nineties. It Trash bag. Con- he, didn't, he didn't call her that. I, I really, <laughs> the inner, inner me from that era really wanted him to call her a trash bag hoe, yeah. but he did not. Uh, instead, good, good call, Jericho. Like, yeah. yes, the inner me 
He the inner uh, me that was watching all that back then is like, yes, do that. But the yeah. more evolved me. He, he made a comment about her sending him DMs and stuff like that and the fact that uh, he wouldn't touch her with her husband's genitalia, which I thought was kind of funny. And at the same token, very crass, very attitude era. So, like, teenage me goes, yeah, that's funny. 2021 me was like, hmm, that's a, that's a bit much, possibly. But anyway, digress on that, because this whole top team, America top team thing is terrible all the way around. So let's talk about Junior Dos Santos. Yeah. One of the top MMA fighters in the last several years. Mm-hmm. I've watched him fight. Very impressive. And he made it work coming to wrestling. The problem is, is I know what a Junior Dos Santos punch looks like. Yeah, it's really weird watching those. And he is pulling them so much. Well, I mean, and it is obvious to me. And, and I realize yeah. that maybe that is just me as somebody who's watched him in MMA. But isn't that the whole point of bringing in and debuting somebody like a Junior Dos Santos? Right. To have him... Try to bring in those MMA audience to wrestling. Mm-hmm. And so they're going to know what he looks like when he's in a fight. Like, okay. I get the pairing with America's top team to a point, right? I get the idea of, hey, we want to try to bring in the, maybe bring in these MMA fans that were in the past have been lapsed wrestling fans or, okay. Yeah. Fine. Uh, Good business sense, I suppose. The way that they are booking them, the way that, you know, Dan Lambert, his promos and all this stuff is old man yells at clouds bullshit. I do not like it at all. Now, I want to say that it's just that, okay, well, then in that case, it's, it's, you know, it's doing what it's supposed to. They're supposed to be heels. Ha, ha, ha. You know, the heels getting the marks, right? Nah, it's not though. You know, this this to me doesn't feel like wrestling heel heat. Like um Roman Reigns right now, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Well, comparing heel setups here. Roman Reigns, the bloodline, that faction, that heel faction. I want to see Roman lose because that heel character is so good that I want to see them lose right yeah you want to see roman reigns lose but you want joe want joe to, to have the, all the success I want in the world to get everything available to him right yeah he's we, crushing it and that's in wwe now let's go over to AEW and let's talk about the two the, the the america's top team heel faction and let's talk about the elite heel faction i don't want to see any of them on my television i'm gonna add some more in there okay mjf I don't uh, care to see him on my television. It's the I, exact same. He hasn't evolved. I don't it, mind MJF so much because it's just him. I wish he would evolve the character, but I think he's too young and inexperienced for that. But he's also he's holding Wardlow back. He's holding Wardlow back for sure. Wardlow absolutely needs to split from MJF and become a face. Wardlow um, needs to destroy MJF. That's the match in the I ring, see, right? You know what? Um, in the diamond match, 
Yeah, and the, uh, that that's when that needs year, to happen. I need to see that happen. That needs to happen. What is it? Because it's next month or, or is it somewhere. next month? I thought it was like January. Isn't it usually in like November? I don't know. Whenever it whenever is. they do the the diamond match for the ring, I need it to come. Wardlow down needs to turn. Yeah, he needs to finger poke a doom. Wardlow lays down one, two. Wardlow. Yeah, that's what I want to see. Up. It gets it comes down to the last two people is Wardlow and MJF. MJF hugs Wardlow. You know, I'm going to be a, he starts yelling at the crowd. I'm going to be a three time in a row champion. Ah, you know, doing his thing. Wardlow kind of lays down. MJF covers him. One, two, two, kick. Shoulder goes up. Yeah. MJF starts yelling at Wardlow and Wardlow goes, it's habit. Wardlow lays back down again. One, two, kick. And MJF slaps Wardlow. And then Wardlow just uh, demolishes him. I want Wardlow to demolish him to the point that he's carried out of the arena. Yes. Yeah. Not that he just beats him and pins it. No, he needs to destroy him. Get the pin. Stretcher, stretcher MJF out. Yeah. Him on, you know, the neck brace. And then you start that everything. Feud. And then you start the feud. Anyways, we got, got away from what yeah. you were saying. So let's circle back to that. Look at the heel factions then on AEW. I don't want to see them on TV. They don't have heel heat to me. The Bucks, uh, Kenny, it's not heel heat. I don't want to see Kenny Omega get beat because I don't like the Kenny Omega heel character. I want to see Kenny Omega not wrestle. And that's saying a lot considering who Kenny Omega is. Yeah. I just don't want to see it. It's not It's not effective to me as a heel. And that's pretty much where I was going. Just comparing off, and because WWE books things awful. Their, their creative is god-awful, but somehow they have managed with this bloodline. There have been a few bumps and hiccups, but overall the bloodline has been really damn good. Yeah. The there's been there's been some been false starts, yeah. With the bloodline, there's been some false starts and some you know well, yeah, some I stumbles. Mean, I mean, we had but, our points where you know Roman was a coward, yeah. You know, and, and me and the, Brady have had this discussion slash argument several times. Yeah, the the whole Roman yeah. Reigns Kevin Owens thing, like you know, you have the these points where Roman could not win without help. Brady's comment has always been that just shows that he's a crafty heel that will do anything he can to keep the belt. I say it makes Roman Reigns a coward, and that's not how you build Roman Reigns. Now he's more back to that. He well, doesn't it's, need it's, help to win. Yeah. Like, he never beat Kevin Owens cleanly. He never beat Kevin Owens cleanly. So in, He didn't in beat my, Daniel Bryan cleanly. Yeah. Which would be interesting if right. Daniel Bryan came back all of a sudden. And <laughs> right. So, But, you know. I mean, now we kind of know why. Well, now, yeah. Surprised they didn't have him just beat him cleanly, but I guess he is Brian Danielson, and they were still trying to get him to resign. Yeah. So, um, let's see. What is there anything else really to talk about wrestling wise, or should we digress and talk about other stuff? Um, I do want to talk about Hangman's return. Okay. Uh, like I said, you know, Hangman of course came back what last week. Yes. Came back the, last week. Won the chip. Mm-hmm. Well, he, he gave his he gave his speech this week actually of uh, you know, and he talks about how he 
didn't think he had it in him. He lost faith in himself. Uh, he drove away several groups of friends because, I mean, he, he ran away the elite. Mm-hmm. He ran away. Uh, he was played by FTR. He ran away the Dark Order. You know, so he, uh, you know, he says he ran away all his friends. He took some time off to try to get his head right, and he got to see the birth of his son. He says, and that really, that fired him up, you know, and he realized he couldn't do all this by himself. He's got to have his friends. He's got to have this. He says, every time I hear you guys chant cowboy shit, you know, it just makes me realize how lucky I am, you know, all this kind of stuff. So we got this uh, new hangman, basically, is what it feels like. You know, the, the I believe in myself. I, I'm willing to accept my friends and my failings. And, you know, he, he says, I don't know if I'll win versus Kenny at full gear. Uh, but there's going to be a lot of cowboy shit go on. Mm-hmm. And the crowd, like, erupts. This is the one time the Miami crowd was, like, into it. So I thought that was really cool. Inspired millennial cowboy noises. Inspired millennial cowboy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but this is, this brings up a question for me though. Is at the end of Dynamite, they talked about the uh, the tournament that they're having to determine who's going to fight for the title. And I thought that was supposed to be Hangman. So I'm confused. Well. Okay. They put together this this tournament bracket where, you know, we, we're going to see Archer versus uh, Kingston. We're going to see Moxley, you know. They, they've never. AEW trapped themselves from the very beginning when they decided to do the ranking system. Yeah. And then from the very beginning, the ranking system has been discarded in exchange for these joker chips for these tournaments that they run from time to time. Yeah. I I don't remember when full gear is. Okay, uh, so uh, wait, wait, wait. Okay, I think I see what it is. So the tournament is going to be who will be the number one contender at full gear, which is in December. Okay. Paige's chip, he's going to be fighting Kenny on the 13th. Of November. Okay. So, Hangman's going to fight Kenny on TV for the belt. And then the tournament is going to be who fights whichever one of them wins at full gear. Okay. So, do you think that Hangman wins? I hope so. I do too. Now, they've never shied away from having the belts turn, you know, change hands on television. Right. Kenny, almost a year ago, it was in December a year ago, mm-hmm. that he beat Moxley for the belt Yeah, on television. I mean, they kind of, ha- if they're going to have their belts changed, it kind of has to be on TV at this point because they only do, what is it, four pay-per-views a year, five, yeah. something like that. Now, you know, that doesn't mean that you don't change it on a pay-per-view right, from time. Right. But I like the fact that I can tune in on a Wednesday or a Saturday night and watch an actual pay-per-view quality match mm-hmm. and a title be like, I, I, I like the fact that I feel like, yes, this is something that can happen. Yeah. I do like that. Whereas when I watch Monday night raw, 
you're not going to see that kind of stuff. Rarely, rarely. Every once in a blue moon will you see a title change hand on Raw or SmackDown. Super rare. And y'all can't see me, but I'm motioning towards the TV that we have in the room. When it does, (laughs) when it does, it'll put butts in seats. Yeah. (laughs) Now. Let's let's leave the shows for a little bit and let's talk about some of the things that have happened around wrestling this week. Okay. Tony Khan mm-hmm. had a picture that came out. Yeah. That appears to show a match card. Mm-hmm. A lot of people have speculated that it's the full gear card. Nope. Based on what we were just talking about, I would argue that it's not. Right. Yeah, because it was a card with certain people's names circled. Yeah. This was a the do Jags you game think, last week, I think. Do you think that this was an accident? Yeah, I really do. Um, I don't. See, I do. It's at a he's at a Jags game. Mm-hmm. You know, he's down on the on the the sidelines. He has to know that there are cameras there, like. If this I, I was not fully, an accident, I think this was fully intentional, and I'll let you finish. But I, and I'll explain why I think this was intentional. If this was not an accident. Tony Khan is the dumbest bully when it comes right down to it, because either a you just leaked what's going to happen at full gear, and now anybody that saw that you either keep the same course, and now so nobody's really going to buy the pay per view because why? Uh, I know who's going to win. Or B, uh, you have to change course with everything. So lots of the little things that you started maybe setting up, because AEW has done pretty decent with their callback booking. Mm-hmm. They not necessarily they're they're not really uh, like continuous with their booking, but they do make callbacks to things that happened six months or a year ago, which is yeah. something WWE really doesn't do. Um, so I kind of like that, but maybe you got these seeds planted so, okay, this was going to pay off at full gear, right? Well, now you've leaked it. So you kind of ruined it. So that's why I say, I think it was maybe done on purpose. And this is not the full gear list, you know, because he knew it would generate a ton of press. This was not an accident. I, okay. I'm, I'm going to hands out. I'm going to say it. this was not an accident. Tony Khan appeared on like 12 different podcasts and interviews last week mm-hmm. talking about how he handwrites all the shows. Yeah. That he handwrites all the shows. He's the one booking and blah, blah, blah. And then coincidentally, a card gets leaked where he's handwritten a show. No, no. Tony Khan is smarter than that. I, he I hope knows. So. I hope now, so. I'm not saying it was a smart decision, but that was 100% a plant by him to generate news, to generate, you know, people talking about Tony Khan and AEW. I hope so, because otherwise Cause, it really does make him the dumbest boy. I'm sorry. I, I, I agree, but uh, it was 100%. It, it just doesn't, anything else doesn't make sense. Yeah. Anything else does not make sense. And you're going to tell me that you have a show where you rely on not having that kind of stuff leak out too much. Mm-hmm. And you're not going to have a cover on your notebook. Yeah. Something like 
I'm sorry. The man is a millionaire in his own right. His father is a billionaire. Yep. He can afford a port, uh, a pad folio. You know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> he can afford something to keep it covered. And I just think that it was 100% him trying to generate talk about the show. Wow. So just kind of flipping through some stuff here while we were talking. Uh, apparently CM Punk has responded to Roman's comment because this is another thing that happened during the week of, of wrestling media, yeah. I suppose, so, right? So Roman made a, uh, and I'll let you read yeah. the response, but Roman made something where he's like, yeah, I think he's lost a step or two. Yeah. And my response to reading that was, duh. Right, you know. CM Punk is, what, 40, 41, 42, somewhere in there. He hasn't wrestled in seven years. It's been, what, three or four years since he had an MMA fight. And, you know, you and I talked about it before the show as well. Um, You know, people talking about, well, Daniel Bryan didn't lose anything when he came back, you know, several years ago and all this kind of stuff. Well, Daniel Bryan was younger. Mm -hmm. and, And two... You know, I'll say it. CM Punk is good. CM Punk is not Daniel Bryan. You know, CM Punk is not that, you know, all-time great in the ring. Promo-wise, absolutely. You know, he is one of the best ever on the stick. I think you, as I far think, as being in the matches, uh, he's good. I think you said it best. CM Punk, mm-hmm. as a wrestler is not a legend. Mm-mm. Daniel Bryan, as a wrestler, is a legend. Yeah. CM Punk on the mic, mm-hmm. 100% legend. Yes. Daniel Bryan on the mic, meh. Right. They're two different kinds of people. They're two different kinds of stars. CM Punk is good. Mm-hmm. He's only great because of his mic skills. Yeah. Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson is great because of his wrestling skills yeah. and he has the mic skills to just to get, get along. Yeah. yeah. So CM Punk responded to, to Roman's comment about losing a step. Um, look, Roman can talk about me all he wants. He's a WWE backed puppet with his head so far at Vince McMahon's ass that he can probably see the Saudi crown prince up there. I'm run pro wrestling. Shiny teeth can keep my name out of his mouth. I prefer leaky instead. So yeah, CM Punk made it made quite the the return there on Roman, uh, and um, I can't really argue with it. Uh, it, it's a little, it's on the nose, but it's I think it's maybe a little meaner than it could have been considering what Roman said, because all Roman said was it looked like he had lost a step or two. Sure, I I think that Punk, regardless of whether he wants to admit it or not, mm-hmm. Punk is still salty about his time in WWE. Oh, for sure. I mean, he made that uh, comment in his very first uh, promo back where he said, uh, you know, people were thinking that I would, you know, I might go back somewhere, but you can't get healthy if you stay at the place that's making you sick. Yeah. Because he was talking about his that re-signing. He was talking about all that, you know. Um, and he... he has made comments since about how uh, Fox tried their best to get him to sign with WWE and it just couldn't figure it couldn't be figured out. Yeah. So, um, 
Yeah. It, I do kind of like him calling him shiny teeth, though. That's funny <laughs> to me. I don't know. Um, I don't want to see a angry, bitter CM Punk. Mm-mm. You're not in WWE anymore. Let it go. Yeah, and, and you know his promos have been very positive. Yeah. He, he after that that one couple of you know that that couple of sentences that he said then in that very first promo, all of his other promos have been about wanting to wrestle the new talent. Yeah. You know, wanting to be the guy who gives them credence, right? Yeah. So. I don't necessarily think he's bitter. And and then we get a CM Punk Matt Seidel match. Yeah. I mean, I mean sure. Um <laughs> in twenty twenty one we're seeing yeah. CM Punk and Matt Seidel. Right. You know, of they, all the people. Right. So um what else we got this week? Well was there much else? I mean there wasn't. We we can uh, Raw and SmackDown were kind of—they're just coasting at this point. Their gears, they, at, they've at got wheels, and they kind of have to. They have Blood Money, which is coming up, I think, on Thursday. Yeah, it's it's this week. So um, I mean, they've got the they've got that going for them. So they gotta they can't do a whole lot because of that. And then the second thing is this whole idea of okay, we're gonna draft people, but then the draft isn't gonna take place until after Blood Money after. Blood money. What can you do? Like I, I don't buy at all that Drew is going to beat Big E. I don't, because no. What happens if he does? Okay, Raw no longer has a champ at that point. Or, or, and this is one way that they could do it, is okay. Well, we make a trade for Big E and Drew, or we just. Trade yeah. Drew back because he's the champion. He's automatically, automatically drafting back to, back to Raw. So what was the point? What's of the drafting point of drafting him in the first place? You know, you know um, yeah, no, Drew is not going to beat Big E unless Vince is just upset that Big E isn't pulling the numbers that they want. Well, but you, you haven't given him the chance to do anything to, do that. to pull any numbers. You, you haven't let him be Big E. You haven't yeah. let him be the dominant champion, and I'm not sure why. You you let Roman be a dominant champion. You've let Bobby be a dominant champion. You've let Drew be a dominant champion. Big E is not being let be that guy. Yeah. And I don't get why. I don't know. Because uh, he is every much as good as any of the others on that list. I would say he's probably better. better. Well, charisma-wise. Yeah. He's better than most of them, with the exception of maybe uh, Roman. Yeah. Eh, maybe. I, maybe Roman. And Roman just has that natural charisma that everybody's drawn to him. There's a reason that Roman Reigns is in the position he's in, and it's yeah. his look. It is his charisma. Yes, everybody hated Roman for a long time because he was being shoved down our throats. Exactly. But the entire time, we didn't hate on Roman we were yeah. hating that Roman was being shoved down our throat. We're like, turn him heel, and yeah. we will love the dude. Yeah. And it took him getting, and I've said this before, the man literally had to get cancer yeah. to get over in the WWE right. universe. Right. And so once he laid the SmackDown on cancer, mm-hmm. 
he was able to come back. Then everybody got behind. Everybody got behind him. Then they they took him off probably because of COVID and and his so recently yeah coming back from cancer. When they brought him back, they brought him back heel, and he's been on fire for the most part. Yeah, ever and since. The thing is, this heel run that he is doing with as good as it is. Uh, and like I said, we, we've talked about the, the, the trips and the stumbles and everything that have gone into it. With as good as his heel run is, when they do finally pull the trigger and make him face again, he will get the face reaction that WWE wanted him to get, you know, several years ago. And he will get it because the fans want to give that to well, him, not because you're gonna act like we want you to. Well, I mean, let's 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 compare him to his cousin. Let's okay. compare him to The Rock. Yeah, his cousin, whether they're yeah. actually cousins or not, but they're related in there somewhere. <laughs> when The Rock debuted, they're like, "We got a good-looking guy." He's got the heritage that he has. Rocky Maivia. Rocky Maivia. He's going to be this upbeat face. Die, Rocky, die. Die, Rocky, die. The crowd is chanting that. The crowd hated him. The crowd hated him. So they looked at it. I think he went away for a, a minor injury. A little bit. I think he had a minor injury that yep. he had to step away. They re-debuted him. In um, Nation of Domination. Nation, thank you. I, I had blanked on. I could see yeah. all the people there, but I knew I was blanking on. Yeah, they redebuted him in Nation of Domination, which was not designed to get him over. No, that not. was Ron Simmons. They were trying to get yeah. over with that, but because he was so good as a heel, yep, he started to get over, and they rolled with it. He started to get over, and they were like, "We have something here," and, and they put him versus Ron Simmons. And kicked Ron out of t- yeah. <laughs> kicked Ron out of the group the that was designed that was designed to make him good, um, which it like, well, it was just yeah. designed to get him over. Because let's Even face it, Ron Simmons, Ron Simmons was, was good. Anyway. Um, but yeah, and then you have heel Rocky for for a while. Then you but he runs he, across Stone Cold. Well, you have heel Rock because he stopped calling himself Rocky. Rocky yeah. He started calling himself The, the Rock. Rock. That's when he started with the whole, you know, The Rock says. Yeah. And, Who in the blue hell are you? And, and he starts you know, doing that. And then you put him up against Stone Cold. Yeah. You know, the every Tri- Well, he goes against, he, he had been feuding with Triple H for a while. He feuds with Triple H some more. Yep. Steps up to Stone Cold. And you end up with three amazing WrestleMania matches. Then you you arguably, to me personally, The Rock is the reason Chris Jericho is who Chris Jericho is today. It certainly helped. Because, yeah, Jericho was decently well-known in WCW, but he was a, he was a cruiserweight. Yeah. You know, and then you have... You know, you start getting the the teases right there in the year 2000 for uh, Y2J. And the fact that Chris Jericho's debut moment on Raw was interrupting The Rock. And he was catapulted immediately into that superstardom stratosphere. Which he wasn't ready for. And even Jericho will tell you, I stumbled. Yeah. And, you know, like, we remember Jericho because of that moment. And then when he became the undisputed 
world champion. Yep. But there was a big difference in time there where he mm-hmm. actually had to step back down the card and learn yeah. the WWF way of doing things. But uh I mean that but that moment, that that debut moment, the rock is in the ring, he's about to cut a promo, all the lights go off, and you hear the buzzer start hitting and the ten, mm-hmm. nine, and then break the walls down. And the Jericho flips over. And, and Jericho's just standing and he stands there for almost too long. Like yep. <laughs> then he turns around, goes to say something, and the rock like cuts him off immediately. You know, who are you to interrupt the rock? You know? And it's like the almost crying look that Jericho yeah. has. You know what? We need to just do an episode where we just talk about amazing moments in wrestling history. Yeah, we, we should. You know, and that, you know, that's something that we we should do as a bonus episode, possibly yeah. at some point. So um but yeah, you know, things like that 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 makes those people, yeah. right? When Roman turns face, to bring this back around to yeah. where we started, and, and I don't know what that moment looks like yet. Yeah, I don't it, know. It's either the Usos getting destroyed by a Brock Lesnar or a Bobby Lashley or something along those lines. I don't know what it looks I like. I feel like I feel like a one that would be really good that I doubt they'll ever do would be something along the lines of the Usos have the ch- the champ belts, right? Yeah, they're the tag team champions. Roman loses the the universal title. But the Usos keep the tag titles. And the Usos kind of cuz the Usos are already heel obviously, but they mm-hmm. turn they turn heel on Roman at that point. Yeah. You know, Roman, you know, telling them to take care of business, and they're like, nah, bro. And they pat the belts, and they walk out. We're, we're the champs now. We're the champs. We're, we're, we're the chiefs now. Yeah. We call the shots. You know, that kind of stuff. We're putting food on your table. Like, exactly. full circle. It, right? And you slowly have Roman, like, like he's he's lost the belt. Have, give him his rematch. He, he missed. He fails. He doesn't get the win. You know, mm-hmm. He loses. Have Brock Lesnar take the belt off of it. I think that's a little quick, but, you know, have Brock Lesnar take the belt off of it. He fails on the rematch to Brock. Paul Heyman laughs in his face, joins Brock. Ha, ha, ha. It was, it was, it was me, Austin. <laughs> it was me all along, you know. Yeah. He, he turns on Roman. The Usos turn on him, basically. You know, why would we follow you? You ain't the champ no more, Us. You know. And you have that Roman still trying to be the head of the table. You know, I'll show you, you know, I'm still the best. And he goes through this crisis and he loses. He loses to Drew. He, you know, he loses several in a row here to the point where he's just, he's in the gutter. And then he builds back up. And eventually. He's able to build back up to the point he can get the belt back. Yeah. But during that buildup, we have created sympathy. We've turned him face. So that at maybe next year, not not WrestleMania 23, but, you know, or 22, but maybe WrestleMania for 23, uh, which would be WrestleMania 30-something. I, I don't even remember. Whatever the WrestleMania would be. I don't even remember what um, WrestleMania we're going on Going to 2023, though, is the one we're looking at here. Um when he holds that belt up, you know, the crowd gives Roman Reigns that response. 
that Roman Reigns deserves. Well, apparently there there's still WWE apparently still wants to have Roman versus Rock. Yeah. And uh, as I would I still want to see that match. Yeah. Like yeah, I, I, I realize that the Rock hasn't been in the ring in what 5 years now. Yep. But I still want to see that match. I want to see that handing of the torch because that's what that moment will be. For sure. Now, apparently the plan as of a few months ago was WrestleMania next year, 2022. But apparently there's enough people in the back that are saying, no, we can't do, can't do the rock in Dallas. No, No, the rock's got to do it in Los Angeles, which is 2023. Now, the the, the uh, way you solve that is you have Brock beat Roman by, like, let's say by Rumble. For this to work. So, well, let me finish my book real quick. So, Brock beats Roman, uh, or Brock beats Roman somewhere between now and Rumble. Whether he does it at Crown Jewel, I hope not. Survivor Series, whatever. Rumble would be a good place for it. Brock gets the title at the end of Rumble. Rock's music hits. All right. The Rock comes out and the Rock berates Roman for losing in the first place. And then basically let's have heel rock. Not not heel rock in the sense of, you know. Uh, tween rock. More tween rock, right? So he's going to he's going to berate Roman for letting Brock Lesnar beat the bloodline? How dare you? I guess I stepped away from all this for too long. And it's up I thought to you me. could handle it. I thought you could exactly. carry the banner. Okay. And it's okay. up to me to fix this crap that you have caused. The Usos immediately joined The Rock because he's The Rock. We go to WrestleMania. Dwayne The Rock Johnson versus Brock Lesnar for the Universal title. Now, internet wrestling community is going to hate this because both of them are part-timers. I don't care. (laughs) The Rock wins. The Rock beats Brock Lesnar, holds the belt up at WrestleMania in Dallas. Then for the next year, Rock is your Universal champion. He's part-time. Heavily part-time. Like... I'm talking four or five live appearances in a year. He he defends and the belt. He only defends the belt at SummerSlam, yes, Survivor Series, and the Rumble, and that's it. He defends. He has three matches, maybe four, yeah. for a year. Most of his uh, promos, his interaction with the WWE universe, are live via satellite from his home in Hollywood, mm-hmm. where he talks about bringing prestige to the belt. Talks about the bloodline is still running strong with the Usos and I guess Roman still taking care of business, but sorta. But Roman's like bottom tier of yeah. the group. Yes. So that by WrestleMania, then The Rock is firmly heel, but it's The Rock. So I mean, The Rock. Mm-hmm. Roman is now firmly faced because Roman, remember Romans had this 
this comments before with like Cena and all that on the, I'm here every day. Yeah. I'm putting in my time. You show up for three matches a year. He's saying this to the rock now. And he wins and gets the belt back. Now the belt's back on TV. Like it's supposed to be the rock had his last hurrah, you know, as far as a wrestler is concerned. And it got to be the rock that put over Roman to become that people's, the, the new people's champ. I mean, I like it. Okay. But I also sure. hate it. <laughs> you know? Well, you're supposed to, and that's the thing. A, 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 a absent WWE champion of some sort can work as long as you play the fact that they're absent. Yeah. Brock Lesnar didn't work as an absent champion because he never really played into it. Too no, much. we would need we would need to see The Rock every other week on television. Yeah. Not saying he needs to be there, no. but he needs I to need, every other week. I we don't need to see want him there. Yeah. I want live via satellite or The Rock. The, the The Universal Champion has sent a pre recorded message for the WWE universe. It's got to be bad. For the crowd to boo The Rock. Oh, yeah. Because The Rock is an icon at this point. So we've got to do some work to really piss them off. Now, I don't think that WWE has the uh, cojones. No, I don't. they wouldn't do something like that. To turn The Rock heel. They wouldn't do something like that. So the question then becomes, if we're trying to do Roman versus The Rock in Los Angeles in 2023... That means Roman has to stay heel right. for another year and a half, approximately. And I don't think heel Roman has that much it legs doesn't. left. It doesn't. Not to mention the fact that when you have heel Roman versus face rock, in order to get that good pop, Roman's got to win the belt yeah. back. So he's got to lose the belt. Well, now we've got a heel chasing the belt. And heels chasing belts doesn't work. Yeah. So, what do we do? I don't know. Do I don't what know. I just said. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of want to see as as much as I'm enjoying this face tween Brock. Mm-hmm. Have Brock turn heel. Have him lose at Crown Jewel. Have him turn heel. Have him destroy the Usos. Have Naomi in the ring with the Usos. And have him start threatening Naomi and start pacing towards Naomi. So Roman has to come out and save her? Roman comes out and saves Naomi. Now, And that's just off the top of my head. I'm sure if we kind of sat down and mapped stuff out, we might come up with something better. But that would turn the rock face. Or turn Roman face. I'm sorry, yeah, turn the Roman face. The Roman. The Roman. <laughs> God. They're all the same person. I've had too much of the Buffalo Trace. <laughs> turn That would turn Roman face and give him that pop of him saving somebody. And I would fully believe, maybe even let Brock suplex Naomi. If not suplex or... Pick her up like he's going to deliver an F5, but Roman stops him with a Superman punch or something. And, of course, the reason I'm saying Naomi is because she's 
They haven't played it up yet. He's in-laws. I mean, and and it would be amazing if they added her to the bloodline. I think it would actually infuse a little more life into it. But no, we especially with this Sonya Deville story. That's not a feud with her with Sonya. Like, I, I would love, I would absolutely love Roman and Adam Pierce, and you just see Adam being like. I, I, you know, like, don't even tell us what's going on. And then Sonya come out to try to berate Naomi over something. And Adam, Sonya, Sonya, I'm sorry. We have to let you go. Yeah. <laughs> what? Right. And, you know, play up this whole Roman's the tribal chief. He's the head of the table. You've he been, does what he tells management what he's, yeah, what they're doing. You have been relieved of your duties. Uh, I, you can, you can be a wrestler again if you would like, yeah, but you're, play you're, that up. Yeah. That could be have her join the bloodline and have her chase for the title. And let's bring the women's title into the bloodline into the as well. And you just got all that going on because she's family. Mm-hmm. She's married to one of these. I can never yeah. remember which one. Jamie. The problem is, is you got Jimmy and Jay and one of them is named John. Right. And, and like, why, why did you do this to us? <laughs> Right, but of course, I'd, I'd also don't understand why parents with twins name their twins so almost exactly. Yeah, they name them so close together. It's just so you can say "Hey, you" and be done with it. Yeah. Anyways, um, we need to say thank you to a few people. Yeah. So um, let's say a big thank you to McNarb Gaming here in Goshen, Mississippi. Yesterday was well, as they as we record this. Yesterday was Free RPG Day. And they probably still have some material left over from that. So come on down to McNarb Gaming and Gaucher, pick you up a couple free RPG books, buy you well, some dice, pamphlets. pamphlets. I don't know. They had one of them was a book. Yeah, a couple of them actually. They were basically uh, like one shot adventures, that yeah. kind of stuff. I don't know. That root one was pretty thick. Yeah, it did look pretty pretty decent. We'll see. Um, <laughs> obviously, we haven't read them yet. Right. But <laughs> we did pick up a few though. Come on down, check them out, buy some dice, buy some board games, and maybe sit down and play a few games with some people. Let the people at McNarbs know that we sent you. Yeah, Not going to get any discounts or anything, but... We're not that you know, powerful. We're not yet, Roman. Yet. <laughs> um, and also, you know, we'd also like to thank Big Dog Liquor, as always, where we get our, our spirits for the, the shows. Um, whiskeys, vodkas, tequilas, rums... You name it, it's available down there. Huge wine selection with plenty of discounts throughout the weeks. Uh, you got discounts for seniors. You've got discounts for vets. You've got discounts for ordering cases at a time. Um, Come in now. Go ahead and start stocking up for your Halloween party. Halloween. And, you know, you've got, got Thanksgiving right around the corner, it. so you're you going to be able to have to deal with your family. So you got Halloween for a party. You got Thanksgiving where you're going to want to forget your family's there. And then you got Christmas coming up soon. So, eh, you know. Go ahead and come on, start stocking up. And now that you've listened to us moan and complain and whine about wrestling for an hour, maybe give your ears a cleanse and tune in to our friends over at Rogues Cast Radio. We mentioned Jay earlier. Uh, give them a listen. This week they talked about, uh, or on their most recent episode, they talked about. Horror, horror films through the years. So give them a listen. Uh, they are not as family friendly as we are, but they're still a great podcast to listen to. You can also give a listen to uh, silence your cell phones. 
Garrett and Kevin talk about new movies, old movies, go over them. They give reviews. They do they do a really bang-up job on that show uh, going in-depth into things. Um, so, yeah, give them a listen as well. Uh, now, with all of that with said, that said hey, cheers. cheers, right? Yeah, cheers. Cheers. <laughs>